Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Mark, uh, unfortunately, it seems that uh, one of the big topics swirling around the Braves right now is the future of their manager, I haven't heard a lot concrete from anybody, even the dreaded vote of confidence. It seems like, for the most part, people have been quiet, aside from the players. What's your read, just kind of broadly, on where Freddie Gonzalez stands and and how the front office is kind of looking at this right now? You know, I think here we are heading into this weekend's Diamondback Series. My expectation is that Freddie will managed throughout this this weekend i will not provide any guarantees beyond this weekend um i think there's if, if they would happen to sweep the diamondbacks i'm not saying there's any guarantee he keeps the job nor am i saying that that um, they won't just go ahead and follow through with what seems to be their plans to make a change next week and you know the, the easy reaction is how can they consider this to be freddie Gonzalez's fault and, and you know, i don't think they're they will there is any way that they can even say that because you look across the board. They went and got Ender Enciarte. He's played two games. You, they went and got Hector Oliveira. He, he played five games before he was arrested. You, they they went and thought they improved their bullpen. Well, well how did they really improve their bullpen? The, you know, the one consistent guy within there is, is Arotis Vizcaino. You can't really give him too many save opportunities. And, <clears throat> and the one bright spot was Daniel Winkler and he broke his elbow, you know, five or six games into the season. Um, you go across the board, Derek Ibar has been a disappointment. I I think that, you know, the front office does have to look at itself in the mirror, but at the same time, I think that they want to make a change because they really never saw Freddie Gonzalez beyond this season being their manager. So they want to get a guy in place, probably Eddie Perez, uh, and he'll be the guy that works with the kids that keep coming up. Yes, the you know, has Freddie stuck around with the Braves? You know, still probably improve like they will under Eddie or whoever else. Yes, but at the same time, I think they want to go through this experience with one of a guy who potentially could be on their bench next year. Yeah, you just hinted at one of the things that I wanted to ask about. You know, you've written; it's been talked about. I don't think anybody thinks this is a good team, but I think when you assess them, you have to take into consideration who they've played. They have had 
an absolutely brutal month of schedule, and it's about to get quite a bit friendlier. And, and that's, you know, the National League is going to provide that some this year. You're going to have stretches where you're playing the Nationals and Mets, and you might draw the Cubs in there, and you're going to have stretches where uh, you're playing the Brewers and Reds. So uh, one of the things I, I think that I have wondered about is how that will factor in. If this decision is coming, uh, it seems to me like – if they want to replace Gonzalez this year and if they want to do it relatively soon, give Perez the opportunity. It seems to me like you want to do that at the start of a friendly stretch of schedule so that you increase the chances that you get that bump, that you get that bounce, that you're able to say, well, look, this team's playing better now. So do you think that that consideration will factor in as they make these decisions? I think so. I mean, you know, from what I kind of – can gather is they definitely would like if there's going to be a change made they want to make it before the next road trip and you know things and you know, I look the Phillies are playing a lot better so yes the Phillies do come to town that may, that may seem to be like a breath of fresh air you know compared to who they played the last few weeks but uh, you know if Aaron Nolan and these guys keep throwing the way they have and the Phillies play like you know that's not necessarily a breath of fresh air then that road trip takes them to Kansas City Pittsburgh uh, and then they get into Philadelphia. But yeah, yeah, the schedule has lightened up. You know, I started to, to write about that yesterday about how tough the schedule's been and, and who all they face. And, I, you know, I think we've touched on that. I looked at it. They, they faced Scherzer twice. They faced Strasburg twice. That was just within the first season's first nine games. I faced, Matt, you know, Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey hasn't been himself. They beat him the other day. Those are all games I've, I've looked at that they, you know, had a chance to win. You know, David Price has dominated them. There is no doubt that, that they've uh, they've had a, a daunting schedule. At the same time, like I said, they're, they're, you, you go back at both the Scherzer stars, they had a chance to win them. Maybe Scherzer hasn't been, you know, at the top of his game. I get it. At the same time, their offense has gone silent against you know a lot, a lot of other guys that, that have never really been part of Cy Young Award consideration as well. You're you're seem to get the impression that Eddie Perez is the next guy. Do you get the impression that, uh, look, we want to be careful. I'm not, I'm not burying Freddie Gonzalez. He could still be there. They could start winning, and they, he could still be there in two months. So I want to be clear. We're not saying this is a done deal. But do you get the impression that when the time comes, that they're looking at their next manager, that Perez is a serious candidate for that job? I think that Eddie, yeah, is, is probably stands there. The, the one guy I, I don't you know, and and I t- I've talked to him. A guy who was a top candidate for some managerial jobs seven or eight years ago, Terry Pendleton. Uh, you know, the, as he gets older, um, those opportunities haven't haven't been there. Some people around the game have said that they don't uh, know how interested he is. Well, I, I've talked to him, and he is interested. At the same time, Terry Pendleton is not a guy who toots his own horn uh, and gets out there and campaigns for himself. So. Um, yes, Eddie Perez, it, it does seem like he's the guy. Uh, you know, if it's not Eddie, it's but, but let's get back to Eddie because he is the more likely. Um, I, I think his stock has, has risen, you know, over the years. He, he's you know, Bobby Cox obviously brought him into his coaching staff soon after Eddie was done playing. He went down and took Venezuela to the Caribbean World Series this year. Uh, nearly won that, or Caribbean Series this year, and uh, nearly won that. Uh, his stock rose obviously in that way, and, and I think John Hart has appreciated what he has, has come to see from Eddie over the last two years. So, yeah, I, I do think he's a candidate. I, I've seen some of the other external names thrown around. Obviously, Bud Black uh, does have a, a 
connection with John Hart from the past, also John Scherholtz. Um, you know, I, I, I still think that if Eddie took this job and was successful, that, that he could he would be their guy next year. Uh, another name that I threw out early last year was Mark DeRosa. I have not, I would not put that one to bed, but I, that name has not been uh, mentioned nearly as frequently over the last few months. Get the impression he might be liking his gig. It, uh, I think good, so too. Security is even better. <laughs> I think so too. I think that's one of those where, I mean, look at him. How much fun he has on the on the set, and and he's good. And yeah. I, I think that's one of those where you live in Atlanta, you have to go up there to Jersey. Your wife keeps saying, "Hey, you know, would like to see you spend a little more time at home." So maybe maybe that drummed up a little bit of interest. But yeah, Mark's Mark's just great on that show or well, any TV spots that he does. So let's let's talk a little uh, on the field here. Uh, Enter Ciarte looks like he's back soon-ish. What's the time frame look like on him? That looks like it looks like he'll play Saturday night. So uh, that would be the the game that Shelby Miller is uh, scheduled to start. The, the the trade you know that we've talked about so much since December will be on display throughout this weekend as uh, Aaron Blair starts Friday night against Zach Rinky, and then Saturday you'll have a Julio Tehran against. Shelby Miller matchup, and like I said, Anderson Enciarte will be back, or should be back at that for that game. Uh, he's been sidelined since April eighth with the string left hamstring. You know what? Do you, it's nice. I mean, think about how much we talked about Ender Enciarte, and throughout how how big how influential he could be to this offense. All of a sudden, you put him back there at the top of your lineup, um, or. You know, Freddie is the one who has been mentioning this. Is he doesn't know whether he will keep Enciarte there, would he bat keep Marquez there because Marquez has had some success in the leadoff role. Either way, I think eventually you're going to see Enciarte there. I, I think the big question is: Has Mally Smith done enough over the last week or so to to give the Braves reason to think about, hey, we're going to put an outfield out there of Ender Enciarte, Mally Smith, and, and Nick Marquez? Um, now all of a sudden, you know, that's probably going to have to lead them might eventually have to lead them to a roster decision regarding Jeff Francourt and Kelly Johnson, two likable guys as they're carrying. But, hey, look, they, this, this, as this club starts moving forward, it's time to start looking at the future. And, and a week and a half ago, or probably even as recently as a week ago, I would have told you, hey, look, Malik needs more time in the minor league level. And and, and I'm, I'm not going to get too excited over three or four games, but, but I do see that, that, you know, there has been some improvement. You've, you've got some – I think he's got three – three multi-hit uh, games over the last week, and uh, the defense has gotten better. So if you could you could pair Enciarte and, and Malik Smith back-to-back, uh, you know, continue batting Malik's ninth, Enciarte, um, here's a team without any power. Maybe, maybe some way, somehow, that with that speed, you'll be able to generate more runs than you have uh, through this station-to-station baseball that really hasn't been very productive for you led me to my to my next question, and, and then I'll let you go because we are running up on time here. But you know, you don't really have to just go back a week. It, selective endpoints are always dangerous. I know that. I'm a, I'm a stat head. But you just go back to mid-April. You just you take out the one for 15 Smith started with. You go back to April 16th. He's hitting 271, slugging 458, 327 on base. Now he's not walking much, and he's striking out a little more than you'd want. But we've got basically now going on three weeks of this guy being a pretty good offensive player we know about the speed we know what they think he can be in the outfield 
I mean, it's kind of a follow-up on what you're talking about, but just how hard is this decision going to be? Has this guy, particularly if Gonzalez is there, because you've talked about how invested Gonzalez is in Malik Smith, uh, how tough is this decision? Is, is he forcing their hand? Is he forcing the opportunity to continue getting it back to the big league level? I think I think what you, you know the point you made there is yes, it, it has gone on long enough that there, there's it, what this last week has done is basically made the decision easier because think about it. What, who do you want filling that void out there? Do you want to give time to Kelly Johnson or uh, Jeff Rancor out there, or, or, or if you know, why not give it to Malik? You know, it's I. The other thing I've seen from this kid is this is. Yes, he's made mistakes. Yes, he's had a little bit of adversity, and he just keeps bouncing back. And he comes to the park with a smile, and and it's it's uh, you know Kelly Johnson dealt with that a little bit in his first few weeks at the big league level. Around the same age, he went one for his first thirty-two. And next thing I knew, he was National League Rookie of the Week. Um, you know, during the middle of June in two thousand five. So, I Alex is not the first to go through one of those stretches. Obviously, his didn't even even extend as far as Kelly's. Uh, this kid's a great athlete. I, I can, you know, all along I've, I've said he's Billy Hamilton with with a little bit of shoulders. Maybe he doesn't run quite as fast as Billy Hamilton, but he's at least in that neighborhood. But at the same time, that ball comes off the bat uh, with a little bit more pop, as we saw the other night when he hit the opposite field homer against Harvey. So, yeah, he's a kid that they, I, I think what he's done is made the decision a little bit easier. And if, if I'm a, Going to project what's going to happen when they have to make a decision. He stays. Well, I think it's just abundantly clear that every team, every organization needs a guy from Tallahassee on it. I think we made that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, all for now. Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time to talk on MLB.com Extras, and thanks everybody for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.